Hi, doggy. Yeah. Last take. <laughs> this is ultimate suck. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, this meal's so good. It's okay to eat food. Yay! You're made out of food. You're supposed to eat. Awesome. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Tiffany Siphon. And together we're here as your host for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we have a special guest, wellness junkie Tiffany Siphon. She has been in the wellness industry for over eight years as a fitness instructor, personal trainer, and nutritionist. And she just completed her 200-hour yoga teacher training with yours truly at Yoga Sport in Dallas, Texas. This week is part one with Tiffany, where we'll discuss how to eat intuitively. Next week, we will discuss conscious and mindful eating. Welcome, Tiffany. So glad you're on the show. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. Awesome. So Tiffany studied nutritional sciences at UT Austin, and she works with individuals from stay-at-home moms to professional athletes and everyone in between. Her mission is to share the wealth. She believes knowledge is power and that most of us know how to eat healthy, but sometimes we get in our own way. And her goal is to present information to assess why we've lost touch with our primal selves, to inspire individuals to learn, heal, and love soul food, the food that nurtures your mind, body, and heart. And she says she's made lots of mistakes. She's been a professional dieter, if you can relate. And she wants to share what she's learned because these tools have helped her so much. Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, so am I. It's going to be good. So why don't you give us just a little bit of background into how and why you got into, you say that like a little bit in your bio, but maybe a little more information. And how I got into intuitive eating or nutrition? Uh, but whatever you want to speak on. Yeah. So just, I started out being a personal trainer and uh, realized very quickly, it didn't matter how hard all of my clients worked at the gym, something was going on and it was their nutrition. So I went back to school and started educating myself on nutritional sciences, et cetera. And I got out of college and I graduated with a fire lit under me. I just wanted to change the world and give everyone meal plans and teach everyone how to eat. But I kept running into obstacles. Like my success rate was great when clients were working with me. But as soon as they, as I said, graduated to be on their own, they would come back with weight gain, et cetera. And I couldn't figure out like, what's the disconnect? Why aren't these people actually transitioning into a lifestyle change? So when I started researching a lot more of the behavioral patterns and intuitive eating and what that actually means and uh, develops complete different methods and redid my program and restructured it on to teach people how to have a lifestyle change. And that's where I am today. Oh, how it has evolved. Oh, gosh, doesn't everything? Well, that's yeah. amazing. So do you see totally different results from people now? A hundred percent. I mean, just people that are like, wow, I feel good, but my mind 
feels so much better. It's truly amazing what our relationship with food reveals to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so much there. (laughs) So much. We all know. (laughs) We all know. Yeah, it's not really about the chocolate bar, right? (laughs) Oh, no. It would be so easy if it was. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'd just stop eating it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So you guys are probably super pumped now. But we're going to start with sucky moment of the week because that's what we do. And of course, Tiffany has a sucky moment because she's human. (laughs) Oh, yes. So (laughs) here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky, one, (sighs) two, three, seriously, four, five. (laughs) Tiffany, tell us what you rate your sucky scale as. Oh, this one hits a five. This is ultimate suck. Whoa, ultimate suck. I like it. Okay, so give us the details. So I'm in my bathroom getting ready for my lovely day and just the best mood ever. And I look up and I'm like, huh, do I see the roof sagging or the ceiling with water damage in our newly remodeled bathroom? Why, yes, I do. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, it was not just droggy eyes from sleeping, but what I was seeing was real. And um, so we had a roof leak. And, you know, we just refinished remodeling our house in April. So it came at perfect timing. <laughs> so I uh, learned uh, about dealing with insurance companies. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, we have all this damage. And and then the process just to file a claim if it's worth filing a claim. And then, you know, when you talk to roofers, every single roofer is like, well, you need a completely new roof. So of course you do. (laughs) It is. It's like if I go to a surgeon for my knee, they're probably gonna tell me I need surgery, right? But yeah, so just dealing with that and um we, we don't know, like, is it gonna be covered? And and I also did not know how much new roofs cost. Wow. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) Yeah. And the issue is, thank goodness, we had all this rain in the forecast. And so I'm trying to get a hold of contractors to come check this out. But they're like, yeah, I can't get out to next week. I get out for two weeks. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Thankfully, it hasn't rained like it was supposed to just for a selfish reason, but (laughs) completely selfish. So yeah, I'm still dealing with that. I'm just trying to be thankful thankful that I actually have a roof over my head and um, also be patient with insurance adjusters. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine having that job? No, no. Because like I, I felt bad. Like I had to apologize to the person because like when they gave me the response, like, you know, I need jerk was just like, what am I paying y'all for? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're working on it and I'm working on me <laughs> dealing with them. <laughs> yes, the patience. I always just like to picture like that the other person is someone I love, you know, and yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm a lot nicer. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's kind of crazy because I think everyone's kind of mean to those people. So like, if we're the one that's nice, they're like, it's just like makes their day. So no, absolutely. Talk about doing a 180. No, I did. And you definitely get a lot more sugar than vinegar. But, you know, just remembering this is a human. <laughs> yeah. That, not a punching bag. And uh, although you may get a frustrating response, it's worth being kind. 
Yeah. Well, good. I mean, not good for your roof, but <laughs> good for the life lesson. And like you said, thank God you have a roof over your head and you have a beautiful new house. So that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we're going to move on to intuitive eating. So why don't we start with what is intuitive eating? So intuitive eating is just really going back to your primal instincts and primal cues to tell you when you're hungry, going back to that biological, hello, feed me, not I need to eat just because I want to. And and there's so many different types of eaters that we can go into. But it's just going back to the basics. Like when you were a baby, what did you do when you were hungry? You would scream or cry, you would eat and then stop when you were full. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm reading a lot of books on parenting and raising kids. And, you know, when we were kids, it was always like the clean plate club, like you will like clean your plate. And that's just what you do. Because my mom's worked for Weight Watchers for years. And she's like, I'm so sorry we did that. We, that's what we thought was the best thing to do. But now yeah. it's like, put the food down. And if the kids are hungry, they'll eat and don't make them eat. And they'll stop when they're not. And it just like teaches them, I guess, intuitive eating, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it's doing. And and that's one thing I, I touch on is just, you know, we're like, clean your plate, do this. It's wasteful. You know, you be thankful, mm-hmm. but you're teaching overeating and you're ignoring those hunger signals, which are hormones and you ignore them long enough. Then your body's just, well, doesn't want to send them anymore. It's like I send these and you ignore them. So why should I send them? <laughs> Absolutely. And yes, like we've always gotten into that mindset. It's wasteful. But at the same time, I think if we just put less on the plate in the beginning, then we won't won't be wasting, you know? Yes. Oh, amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Preaching to the choir. Okay. Exactly. So you have been a professional dieter. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and sort of the diet insanity of the world? Right. You know, there's so many things that influences our decisions. Like why do we even want to start a diet in the first place? What told us that how we are is not okay? And not all the time, but a lot of the time it boils down to aesthetics. In our society, I mean, just stand in line at the grocery store. Look at the images of the individuals on magazines. Look at the people that we glorify and we put all this societal pressure on how we should look. And with that being said, the only way to look this way is a magic pill or special diet restrictive eating or, you know, whatever that diet entails. But for me, I had this misguided thought that, well, you're now a, you're you're out of school, you're back in the field, you're a wellness professional. You've got to look the part. And I looked the part because we look great. However we look, it doesn't matter. But in my mind, I had this image of something different. So that led me to, um, I'm going to take all these resources and tools and knowledge I've learned, and I'm going to develop diets. So I look a certain way. Oh, oh, I was just dabbling in something that was unhealthy and really was an obsessive disordered eating pattern. And so really I figured out like I was obsessed with food and I ended up actually gaining weight Because I was so obsessed with what I needed to eat, nutrient timing, when I needed to eat it, that I was eating foods that tasted like crap. And so I would overeat because I was really never satisfied. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, a little alarm went off like, wait, what are you doing? You know better. But really, not necessarily. It's kind of what we're taught. Here's a meal plan, eat this way, do this, etc. I had completely neglected my biological response to food. And not only that, like my conscious, mindful decisions of what I wanted to eat, my palate, what tasted good. So it was a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Yeah. And then just take all the enjoyment out of eating and the whole experience. 
Exactly. You know, it's like you're in the container diet. Like, I'm sorry, I can't eat out. I'm on a diet. I have to eat from my my meal prep container. Like, seriously, that's like social isolation. And it's actually very common. I've noticed working with people that will have to eat X, Y, Z. And if I'm not eating that, I can't leave and go eat anywhere else. Mm. So it's, it's unfortunate. And oh, gosh, talk about a nasty cycle downwards. Yeah. So you say the more you diet, the harder you fail. So you want to explain that a little bit? Yes, for sure. It ends up coming to this uh, this cycle. You deprive yourself, like diet, diet, diet. Like you have these voices in your head and they're like, oh, if if I eat X amount of calories a day or if I do well, you pat yourself on the back, right? But oh no, I slipped up and I had a cookie and my inner voice just freaked out on me and told me how horrible I was. It's like a self body shaming. And basically what you're doing is you're just putting yourself down and then you become so obsessed with food that food becomes the enemy. So if it's not healthy, it's not on this list and you feel guilty. You go to bed. I messed up today. I'll start better and be better tomorrow. Boom. Cycle happens again. And all of a sudden you're sad and depressed. And guess what a lot of people use for an antidepressant? food. (laughs) Yeah. Here comes, yeah. So here comes the binge cycle or here comes the overeating. I'll screw it. I'm all in the all or nothing mentality and cycle just keeps going. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I bet a lot of listeners can relate to that. So instead of mindless eating, you say, try activating all of your senses. Yes. I mean, and this goes all the way from before you're even eating. Um, perhaps you're prepping your food, like take time to feel the food in your hand, to think about where this food came from, to enjoy the preparation, the actual process of preparing your food. And even if you're at a restaurant or you're not touching your food, like be able to sit and think like, am I hungry? Do I want to eat, etc. And then when you're eating, actually enjoy your food, chew it. I mean, because it's so, I mean, I we've all been there. We're like, oh my goodness, I'm so hungry. Oh, did I eat that whole plate? It's been like three minutes. You didn't even enjoy it. So just going back to the basics and the taste, the texture, and then what's your emotional response after you eat the food? Yeah, it makes total sense. Okay, now this next part I love because I'm like reading through these going, huh, I know exactly which kind of eater I am. And I've never heard this. So I, I can't wait for you to talk about it. So You're going to tell us about the types of eaters and what they are. Yes. Ah, one of my favorites because it's really hard to say where you are in your wellness journey if you don't even know what your trigger is or why you're eating. So if you eat when you're upset, you're stressed, whatever it is, there's a good chance you're probably an emotional eater and you're using it as a tool to cope or just food makes you feel good. We all know that a, a Twix bar or whatever makes you feel better if you're down. So that's one thing to identify. But also, if you're just watching TV or you're doing some sort of task, and you know when you're at a movie theater and you're just stuffing your face with popcorn, Mm -hmm. then you're probably mindlessly eating. So you're a mindless eater. So also, we go to a party. I'm not even hungry. And there's jars of food all over the table. And I I just start eating. Or I'm in the kitchen and there's, there's something on the counter and I feel like I need to eat it. It's externally there. So you're probably an external eater. If it's there out in front of you, then you feel this need like, oh, wow, I need to eat this. The other one, ah, going back to what you said early, 
earlier, I don't want to be wasteful. So you might be a clean your plate eater. Like if it's on my plate, I feel like I have to eat it all. Yes. Yes. That one. Yeah. We don't want to do that. (laughs) And like you said, it goes back all the way, which is starting at a young, young childhood level with our kids. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget being a chaotic eater. You're at work, you're running to your desk, you're slamming a sandwich, you're doing this and that, things around you are nuts, take a bite here, throw it down. You're not even enjoying the eating. It's just mass chaos going on. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I can relate to like at one point all of these. Like I'm like, oh, Tiffany, you're mindlessly eating right now or you are just whatever, emotional. That's my go-to is I'm stressed, get me a candy bar. Yeah. I mean, so I assume that you might have like a dominant and then you probably have some other kind of sub Like, Is that true? Like, Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you can have like, it can be any given day. It's kind of seasons in your life. Like, where am I right now? Like I had a bad thing happen in life. So I'm an emotional eater at this time. Mm. Or, you know, it's very situational. But yes, we tend to have a dominant type of eating within us. Yes, I think before I had kids, and certainly through my pregnancies, I was Uh, Well, I've always been a chaotic eater, but I was more of the emotional. And then now since I've had kids, I'm so freaking busy that I'm a chaotic eater. And I've actually lost weight, which is crazy, like, because I wasn't trying. And I'm like, I think it's because I'm not actually eating that much. Like, I mean, it's not that I'm under eating, but I think I'm just actually eating probably more so the amount I should eat, you know, versus because I just not like pounding food just to pound it. It's like I'm just eating until I'm, and then I'm full and I stop, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're literally burning calories with each bite because you're eating it and you're like running to the other room and you're running off what you're eating. I know, but that I don't I don't recommend it because it's not healthy. No, and I have like, you know, <laughs> I have Lara bar wrappers in my car and yeah, it's not chaos. Good. You have chaos. <laughs> I, that's just like, yeah. I mean, I have a one and a three-year-old and my life yeah. is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oh my gosh. Okay. So what's life like after you commit to eating intuitively? Well, I'm sure you've heard this before, but you've got to trust the process. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> we might say that in teacher training every day. <laughs> like five times, but we say that because it's real. And one of the most important things is approaching this is have compassion for yourself and be patient you're going to have cravings like your weight. It may or may not fluctuate. My advice to you is get rid of the dang scale. Literally, when I first started dating Rob, I had a scale. And when I'd weigh myself, he's like, it's enough. He threw my scale into the pool. And it was like the best thing. that <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I was like, oh, and it was on New Year's. So I was like, well, I guess that's my resolution. Like, there we go. Awesome. That's one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> it was amazing. And I'm like, ah, oh, this guy's the keeper. I'm going to keep him. He's really looking out for my well-being. Or, you know, I think he got tired of hearing me complain, but that's okay. He helped me out. I appreciate it. So you're going to question yourself. A lot of stuff is going to come up, but whatever does is like, just keep your mind free of judgment and just know that there's an end in sight. You're going to be free from dieting because dieting sucks. Because I've never heard anyone say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I start this new diet Monday. No, it's a process with ups and downs. You just have to be ready to give up the diets, the diet mentality, and embrace the change that's about to happen. And explore your body's natural signals. You're going to feel hunger, fullness, satisfaction, and be patient because this will over time become the behavioral changes. And eventually it's free flowing and you trust your body's ability to just tell you what it needs. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's like everything that we talk about in yoga and mindfulness. So no wonder you want to teach yoga now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how I realized too, they are all so connected and that's perfect for next mindfulness on how we can mix all this together. 
I know. Well, it really is like everything in life goes back to that, right? I mean, everything. You could talk about anything that you do and it all goes back to mindfulness. And you were saying that it like, so you're boyfriend is a boxer. And you were saying that that's a huge part of even the boxing world, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can train the athlete, but I think your mind is probably the biggest limiting factor. You have to be able to train it and control it. And it's it's truly a beautiful process just seeing how, wow, powerful the mind is with just mindfulness and you know attention to those details. Yeah. And I think it's something, and we talk about this a lot here and at Yoga Sport, is just that we tend to put that off as something that's not as important. It's, you know, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it it's not external. So it's sad to say, but it's true. Like you said, for vanity reasons, we're always concerned about our diet, not necessarily even health, unless some, you know, often people will start to focus more on a health reason once something happens, like a disease or they get a scare or something. But a lot of times it's that vanity. So you don't really have that with your mind, right? Like you don't know what's going on up there. So no. So true. So true. Yeah. We just need to like commit to that whole wellness from the beginning and know that (laughs) we'll appreciate it later for many reasons. I love that idea of just being free, you know, because I do think with eating and certainly with diets, it's, oh, diets, there's nothing freeing about a diet. No, it's just walking around with chains. Like it's, I can't, I can't like get rid of the world's can't and this whole forbidden foods mindset. It's a trigger. You tell a child, you can't have these cookies. You can't have these cookies. Don't you eat those? You place some cookies in a room. You leave the room. Guess what the kid's going to do? Probably going to eat the cookies. So it's just really getting back to like, Hey, this is my inner child. I'm going to be nice to them. And I'm going to keep telling them no all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out with Luke right now is just how do I teach him how to eat and how not to eat. And so we do go for like frozen yogurt or have a treat and I just give him a very small portion and he is totally happy with it. He's just so pumped that we're going to frozen yogurt. And then I'll look around and I'll see other kids with like this just massive amount, just like 8,000, you know, candies on it. I'm like the weird mom. I'm like, you get one gummy bear and one brownie bite and some sprinkles, you know, but but he's fine with it. He's like, ooh, today I want a blue one, you know? <laughs> exactly. But isn't that amazing how they're like the less really is more because they're so – he's loose attuned to his his primal instincts. Like, I've had enough. I'm done. I don't have to eat a gallon or, you know, the yeah. whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And he one time we had a big Christmas cookie party with kids and families and he <laughs> we didn't realize he could reach the table. So when we weren't paying attention, he would just go by and just grab cookies. <laughs> and he felt so sick later and the next day. And mommy, my tummy, my tummy, my tummy. And we were like, oh, it's because you had too many cookies. So like he understood. And he said it for like days and days after the like, oh, I ate too many cookies. Like, I only should have one and I'll feel better, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Well, there you go. He learned a lesson. I'm like, oh, honey, we've all been there. (laughs) Thanksgiving or some, you know, every year I remind myself not doing it this year. Uh, (laughs) Not doing it this year. I know because it's like, see, I do that sometimes with alcohol, you know, I mean, I'm not like, I don't go crazy, but you know, the other day we had friends over and we, John and I ended up going out and having like four drinks each and we just can't hang with four glasses (laughs) of wine anymore. And we felt terrible the next day. We're like, why did we do that? You know? Oh, yes. I definitely feel way more intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially when you have little ones that wake up at six and you're like, oh, my God. 
Uh, okay. So let's yes. talk about the steps to change. So how do we go about doing this? All right. And, oh, great question. So these are partially adapted from this amazing book called Intuitive Eating. And it's a great tool, by the way. I do recommend it. But one of the first things is just get rid of the diet mentality. And what does that even mean? Look around your house. If you have like health magazines everywhere, lose weight here, do this here, like goals. You know, I used to have clients that would take pictures of people they wanted to look like and hang up and be like, this is what I want to look like. This is my motivation. Get rid of all that crap. Anything that's part of the get fit quick scheme, just get rid of it. And you don't need it in your life. And you know, it's also okay to be a little emotional and get upset with all the lies that have led you down this path. Like, why am I even here? Like, you know, it's okay to have those emotions. It will help you get rid of that diet mind. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Okay. And I love how you also say like, clean out your car. Like, it's so simple, but I am amazed when I work with clients, like what they have in their car. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And your phone, like apps or anything like weight loss trackers, fitness trackers or whatever, like they have their place. Mm. And I can go into that another time. But when you're like on it every meal or every time you sit down or every time you put something in your mouth, like you need to address that, get rid of it. Mm, okay, good. Yeah, that's so interesting because so many people say that you should be doing that. So, okay. Oh, that's obsession. Be careful. That's borderline dangerous. Yeah. And it's not intuitive, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Honor your hunger is number two. So keep your body fed. You want to be in a fed state so you're not so hungry. I'm sure you've you've maybe had a small breakfast, missed lunch, and all of a sudden at three or four in the afternoon, you are famished. You've ignored your hunger all day and you sit down and you just go hard on a plate of something (laughs) is to basically just, just plan for that. So you don't overeat, stop starving yourself and honor like, Hey, I'm hungry. Wow. I'm hungry. It's okay to eat food. Food is not forbidden. It's not my enemy. It is my friend. Uh, See, now this one's big for me, but for a different reason, simply because I'm so busy. And so I just, it's not that I like, I don't have a lot of issues with food necessarily, but I, I'm like, I'm busy. So I just ignore my hunger. And then I'll, it'll be two o'clock and I'll realize I haven't eaten since seven. And then I just pound whatever I'm going to eat. Yep. Ooh, okay. We've all been there. Oh, <laughs> you're speaking my language. Okay. So the third one, make peace with food. <laughs> yes. Why was food even created in the first place? It was created for nurture and give yourself permission to eat. So like we have this like weird, like I'll eat if I work out today. I'll eat if blank, blank, blank. No, like you're made out of food. You're supposed to eat. It's the first thing we do when we're born. After we take our breath is what? We need food. Like it's a normal response. So make peace with food. It's not your enemy. It is here for your nurture. It's also here for enjoyment. There's nothing wrong with being hungry and wanting to eat food. So give yourself permission to enjoy the process of eating. Oh, that's great. Okay. The next one is challenge your thoughts. Oh, the food police. Well, this is, (laughs) yes, the food police. This can be your mind or even your friends or family. You know, sometimes our mind is like, why are you eating this? What are you doing? Like you're eating bad. And you got to be like, wait, no, hold on. Stop. Challenge your thoughts. You know, this is your inner critic or maybe your lie or whatever it is. It's actually not you, but be able to identify, challenge it, stop it. And sometimes this also refers to challenging people. Like, why are you eating like that? What are you doing? Like, I just wanted a piece of cake, okay? Don't be the food police. There's nothing wrong with with standing up to others or most importantly, standing up to your inner critic. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Feel fullness. 
slow down, chew your food, check in with yourself. Am I full? If I am, I'm going to stop eating because guess what? Food is plentiful. This is not the last supper. There's going to be, <laughs> right? It's so real though. We're like, oh my goodness. Like we have to, we have to keep going. Like, no, just feel fullness. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. Sometimes like if you go to a restaurant or something, you know, you're like, oh, this meal's so good. Like I need to, yeah, like we're, we're not destitute and like not able to like get food whenever we want it. Yeah. It's such an interesting mindset. <laughs> no, it, oh, it is so true. Or like so, even so, holidays, you're like, this happens every year. But then but then we also are like, oh, but this only happens once a year. You're like, but it's every year. You know, it just depends on how you look at it. Exactly. Perspective, right? Just know that the food is available. Luckily, we are fortunate enough to actually have food security and we can have this when we want it. Stop depriving yourself. It is a very nasty trigger. Mm, okay. Um, okay. So the next one is cope with your emotions without using food. Oh, yeah. This normally isn't people's favorite, oh, <laughs> right? Because like, it's so easy to, to feel better when we're just stuff our face. But no, like there's something there. If you feel like the only way to feel better to nurture or cope with anything is, is using food or really anything, you need to uh, possibly get a therapist, talk to someone, develop coping skills, do something, but don't use food to cope with because then you might gain weight and then you're going to feel bad about yourself and then you're going to use food to cope and then, ooh, just avoid that cycle altogether. Yes. Okay. Love yourself. Oh, yes. So I think what so often we we say, well, when I'm a size two and I lose 20 pounds, I'm going to love myself. Well, why can't you love yourself now? Because you're already perfect and you're already where you need to be. And there's something so powerful about compassion and love to yourself. And if you can just love every single part of you, it's really amazing. You'll start to make healthy choices because you're like, okay, I want this. And I may have a bite or two of the cookie, but I created this really palatable, healthy foods. And I want those because I love myself and I want to nurture my body and give it what it needs and wants. Yes. Oh, yes. That's probably like, I almost feel like if we could get that one down, then a lot of this other stuff would fall into place. Oh, yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, and you know, because you've been through teacher training, but it's the same. It, and, and it's such a common thing that unless you're in kind of an environment where people are really open about what's going on, it's sort of shocking how how much insecurity and I don't want to say self-hatred, but how a lot of people re are really challenged with self-love in general, you know? So I think that's a commonality that a lot of people share. And it's one of those things we don't talk about. And I think food is one of the top ways that people cope. It's so available. It's so easy. And it triggers a heck of a physiological response. It makes us feel good. So it, it makes sense. But oh, yes, it's huge to uh, just have awareness. Yeah. That, that that is true. For sure. Okay. One of my favorites, exercise. Yeah. You got to change your mind. You know, it's so easy. Everyone gets on these like cardio things and like, oh, look how many calories I'm burning, 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 burning. Like, no, start changing your perspective. I'm going to go to the gym and exercise because I feel good because it's healthy, because it serves me, because I'm going to have longevity to enjoy a longer life with people I love. Get this, like, I've got to go to the, the gym to burn calories mentality out of your mind. And it is amazing how when you have all of these parts together on how you viewed exercise, your body, food, the real transformation 
starts to happen. Absolutely. And I always tell people like, find something you enjoy doing. Like we have a lot of people that love power yoga and they're like, I've never liked exercise. And, you know, so it, for a lot of people, it's something. And then there's obviously people that try, that hate it, but yeah. there's so many different forms of exercise. So it's like, if you loathe going to the gym, then I mean, there's a million different options to try. So I, I always encourage people just get out there and try different things so that there's something that you're going to like doing. Exactly. That yes. Oh, I'm so glad you went there. Because so many times people will they've read something. Well, I heard if I do this and this helps me lose weight, but I hate it. Well, then don't do it because there is, like you said, there is so much out there that if you keep trying, you're eventually going to find something you enjoy. Absolutely, and you have to get over the you know the pain point of the beginning of any kind of new workout, you know, and it's like, I watch my kids, I get, oh God, I swear, kids will teach you everything about life. <laughs> and certainly about in like living from intuition. But I mean, they run themselves ragged, they will be beat red, they are like, and they're breathing hard, and they're giggling and jumping on the trampoline. And I'm thinking, there are classes that are like, you know, emulate every single thing they're doing, a trekking class, a swimming class, a trampoline class, a the core class, you know, and they're just, it's just play to them and they get mad when we pull them inside to, you know, take a bath. <laughs> yeah. They're going back to the intuitive primal response, like just how things should be. They're not even thinking about it. No. And it's, so it's like, yeah, yeah, we can just get to that place where your heart is like, once you get past the challenging part of starting a new workout, you will get back to that place where it's joyful. Yes. Yes, you will. So there's hope. Don't give up. Yes. There is hope. Okay, so the last one that you're going to cover, honor your health. Yes. Oh, this is so important. Just realize it's about progress, not perfection. Don't always, you know, put this as restrictions. I've got to be eat healthy. It has to be perfect. Well, it's not going to be, and it shouldn't be. Make food choices that honor a healthy lifestyle, whatever that means to you. Now, I'm just talking about, oh, you have to eat the salad. Like health goes way beyond that. It talks about your mental health too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the most important things. It's just if you make decisions that, hey, how does this honor me or serve me or is this beneficial? It's amazing that that consistency over time really turns out to be one of the most important things for that lifestyle transformation. Oh, such good advice. Okay. So your try this has to do with the, well, it starts with the different types of eating. So I'm going to review them for everyone. So emotional eater, chaotic eater, might be me, external eater, clean your plate eater, and mindless eater. Okay. What is your try this for the listeners? Just identify what type of eater you are without judgment. Again, let me say that non-judgmental. <laughs> right? And then implement a weekly goal, maybe how to start progressing towards change. We've given you some excellent steps to help you live a free life from the food prison. Yeah. So yeah, identify it. This is where I am and be okay with it. All you're doing is, is identifying. There's nothing wrong with it. We're not putting a label on it. You're just identifying, set some goals that have nothing to do with restriction or diet because we are getting rid of the diet mentality honoring our health and focusing on the lifestyle transformation. I love it. Okay. Oh. So great. Thank you for sharing all that information. That's so helpful. And next week, we're going to get into a second portion that's a continuation. So you guys, that's our teaser for next week. We'll have Tiffany back on. So thank you for doing yeah. that. Of course. 
Hey guys, it's Angela here. I wanted to let you know about something I'm doing to celebrate my 40th birthday. I am gifting 40 free clarity calls, and this is my version of the 40 acts of kindness. And I'm calling it 40 for 40. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash 40 for 40, and you can sign up for a session. It is zero selling. I promise you, I will do no selling on this call. This is just simply for me to give back and put into the world and to connect with those of you that listen to the podcast. Or if you have friends that are working through something, we'll spend 30 minutes together. And I really hope that you will reach out and connect so that I can help you discover what it is that sparks you. So if you guys have any questions for us to feature on the podcast, we love getting them. Send them in to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Anything about habit change, time management, exercise, organizing, simply being more inspired, nutrition, you name it, we will either have the answer or we will find the answer for you. And we love, we love listening and sharing with you guys. So, all right, Tiffany. So why don't you give us a shout out? Can I give a shout out to Cabernet? Is that a thing? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Totally>. it is. <laughs> right? says, says the nutritionist. <laughs> right? Hey, this is, this, but I'm living it. I practice the balance, right? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> but seriously. Um, so I went to the Dallas farmer's market and uh, we use a lot of bone broth in our, our household and in our diets for multitude of reasons. But Stock and Bondi has some of the best bone broth I've ever tasted. It tastes great. They actually, it's made from like organic grass fed, all the good stuff. So, oh, thank you, Stock and Bondi, for providing affordable, yummy bone broth. And where can you get that? It's at the Dallas Farmers Market, the new one that they just um, remodeled downtown. And yeah. they're there Monday through, I mean, all days of the week. It's not just the the farmers market that's open on the weekend. It's they're open seven days a week. Oh, I'll have to try that. Um, I've heard good things about bone broth. Well, can you give us just like a little info on it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, there's so many good proteins, collagen and things that are great for our health, but also electrolytes and um, other micronutrients that like Rob, he drinks it a lot when he's done sparring. He's like super sweaty or, you know, it's Texas. We're always super sweaty. So just replenishing those electrolytes and um, adding those proteins, but also it's nice to just give your gut a little bit of a break. And enjoy some liquid diet. Nothing wrong with it. And it's super tasty. Mm, but just don't go crazy and go on a bone broth diet, right? No, like- <laughs> you do it right. Like, oh, got the diet word. Yeah, right. Just enjoy it as a supplemental way to uh, drink some liquid goodness. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, I've, I don't know that I've ever tried it or if I have, I didn't know I was having it. So I will have to check that out. And we're going to put all this stuff in the show notes for you guys. We'll put the book that she referred to and a link to the Dallas Farmers Market if you're in Dallas and all that good stuff. And you said you're right now you're not taking on any active clients, right? Yeah. No, right now I'm not. My schedule is so full, but I do not mind if people email me, follow me on Instagram because like, I really have a heart for helping others. So if you have questions, you want to learn, you need some direction, like, I am here to share the wealth because knowledge is power. 
Oh, so, I love it. Yeah, we'll list her Instagram. It's Tiffany underscore ESS. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. She's got a great Instagram feed and amazing dogs that are so oh. like the pictures you take of your dogs could be in a book. I'm like, I show them to my husband all the time because he loves bulldogs. But I'm like, they like pose. It's so funny. They do. No, that just shows you how much time we spend them. And like, I think it's the fact that we don't treat them like dogs. So they don't know they're dogs. So yeah, they're a mess, but I love them. Oh my gosh. It, I, that one picture of Boogie watching Game of Thrones killed me. I was like, oh. stop. <laughs> it's, real. it's real. Like watches TV. Like it freaks me out. First time it's like, watching tv okay that's happening oh wow so this is a thing the dog watches tv all right when he was like sitting up like a person he wasn't like laying down like a dog <laughs> no 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 was just straight kicking it watching watching game of thrones very real that was a candid moment for sure <laughs> oh i love it oh uh, uh so cool thank you so much for sharing your info and i'm super pumped to have you back on next week so you guys do the try this Get the book that she referred to if eating is something you want to work on. These are just great, simple tips that you can think about and start you know, some action in your life. Next week on the Spark Podcast. It's shocking how exhausted we are as a society. Oh, man, it's heartbreaking. And being great, great excuse me. <laughs> Reaching a healthy weight is possible. Yay! You can identify the roots of your weight problem. It's what you believe is going to happen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and share this episode with your friends. It really helps us out when you share. As they say, sharing is caring. (laughs) The Care Bears. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you. Mm